Ladies and gentlemen, season six, episode 15 of the Washed Up Podcast, the season finale of the season. Um, what did we name this season? Was it, it was staying positive or was it say the joke? I think it was say the joke. It yeah, was say see, the joke. Staying, staying positive was, I think, more when NFL playoffs were starting because yeah. we were kind of just like, all right, we got to keep this going. Yeah. All right. So uh, say the joke season is over, but we're still saying the joke. Um, this week we are going to do... Sort of a heavy sports episode. We got the MLB just getting roaring, and then also ML, uh, NBA playoffs kind of kicking the shit out of our schedules. So uh, we'll start off with some questions, but then get pretty much into sports. No Brady today. He's under the weather. Give him thoughts, prayers, and kisses. And uh, welcome back to the Washed Up Podcast. <laughs> Let's have a day, huh? Let's. All right. All right. No Brady today. So uh, we're going to skip the um, Brady's bodily bewilderments. We're going to skip that. Um, Go right into some questions. Uh, James, you said you got one and we'll start with you. Yes. We've discussed about this on list before, but for the rest of your life, you could have one drink, one salty snack and one candy for the rest of your life. What would it be? Oh, fuck. That's hard. Um, Bush light, dots, pretzels, sour mambas. Sour Mambas. Wow. Yeah. You are coming in hot with that one. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And that's right off the top of the head. Except that you get water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Water's included. Okay. Okay. Yes. Bush Light, Dots Pretzels, the original flavor, and Sour Mambas. Not even a question for me. All right. Vodka Tonic. Mm. Uh, tonic, dude. I mm, I cannot get behind tonic. <laughs> neither neither it, can dude. I. I'm with you. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it was like the first real alcoholic drink. Like my Aunt Carol when I was a junior in high school and was like, here, you try? drink this. <laughs> she just handed it to me and I was like, it was a gin and tonic. And I was like, that same thing with my pretty aunt. good. Yeah. It's yeah. like at my cousin's wedding, I was like trying to be, she goes, oh, like people think you're drinking a Sprite or like a water. I was fucking hammered. Yeah. It was the same thing at my uncle Danny's wedding. I mean, yeah. it was like the first time I got a little drunk and I was like, this is fun. <laughs> um, Shout out to all the ants that sneak us gin and tonics. Yes. Yep. And salty snack. The, even though I hate LeBron, the, <laughs> Uh, what's it called? The hot, uh, cheddar, whatever it's called. Ruffles. Didn't those, those things, just come out? They're the dankest chip ever invented. <laughs> they're amazing. Um, and candy is Reese's cups. The, the, I've been obsessed with those for as long Ooh, as I can remember. Shoot. My close, I, when you think, when you say candy, I, I take chocolate out of the mix. I, I, hear you. I, I go take, back and forth, but take five is my hands down. Anything at a convenience store is I, what I'm grabbing. I just yeah. bought a giant bag of Reese's take fives yesterday. Yeah. That's they the, are no, so fucking Reese's good. Reese's bottom. Reese's bottom. Oh but yeah. They're so fucking good. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I actually had one of those today. Fuck yeah. 
you can convince yourself it's healthy. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> All right, James, what's yours? Uh, I'm going Coors Light. Mm-hmm. Coors Light. And then for salty snack, extra toasted Cheez-Its. I could go through those a whole box so of those good. in yeah. one sitting. And then for candy, I go back and forth, but I got to go Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Not Sour Patch Watermelons? Ooh. Just Sour Patch Kids are just like the classic. They just hit. Dude, mm. the yellow ones make me want to commit war crimes. <laughs> like, I cannot oh. well, that's stand like saying, those. Dude, it, it, that saying can go either way. Yeah. Meaning good or bad. Oh, terrible. <laughs> like, I... But like I would commit war crimes for those, or they make me want. To they make me want to. Very bomb good kids. point. But no, and then too, it's like that's like you know saying you like the yellow ones. That's like if I see somebody say I like an orange Starburst or a yellow Starburst, I'm like you should be in a mental institution. Exactly, <laughs> I completely agree. You're like you're just an awful person if you enjoy orange Starburst. So you said Coors. Something that I've been getting really into ordering since Bush Light isn't at a lot of places, but this drink is not. At a lot of places, either is Coors Banquet. Those Coors things Banquet fuck you is up. Awesome, they fuck so you up. Good. So good, they, Dude, it's, it, they are so. And the and like the bottles cool yeah, too. They it. come yeah. in like the little red stripe style bottle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You feel cool drinking. Them. Speaking yeah. of Coors and Coors Fields, uh, Coors Field. I was looking at this yesterday just for shits and giggles. Uh huh. Did you know you can get a beer, a draft beer, for three dollars at Coors Field? What? I did not know that. For $3. You could go to that game and get tanked without having pre-gamed at all. Yeah, seriously. I would buy a billion beers. Yeah, especially because we're paying 11 yeah. at the G-Spot. Yeah. At Miller Park, when I when I was up there last time, Miller Park was maybe like 6 bucks. That's still, I mean, not, not that bad for a sporting event. Oh, yeah, event. that's nothing. I mean, if you go to Oracle Park, like where the Giants play, I remember... We went, like, I went when I was in college, uh, and the beers were 14 or $15 then. Mm-hmm. I, they're probably, like, almost 20 now. The margaritas were $4 cheaper, <laughs> and I was like, I'm getting fucked Shoot. up on margaritas. I, I could just see Brez just, like, yelling, go Giants, just housing margaritas without a care in the world. Oh, my teammates, because it was, like, for water polo preseason they fucked up the scheduling because they were playing the White Sox and I was belligerent <laughs> and I was the only White Sox fan probably in the 300 level yeah. and I and the Sox won. Yeah. And I let them have it because the Sox were terrible that year. Yeah. And the Giants had just come on. They were the defending world champions. Yeah. That leads me into a question. Um, what stadium do you guys want to go to that you have yet to go to? Mine's Fenway. I've been to Fenway. I it's completely awesome. agree yeah, with Fenway. Yeah. But going a different route, I like. I also want to go to Coors Field just to see, like, if the ball tracking, not just for the oh, beer, yeah. is like visibly different. Yeah, like, sure. If like it really does pop that much differently off the bat, yeah. Because like I've been listening to all these baseball podcasts. And it's like, well, he's hitting at Coors Field, so his exit velo is like a little fucked up. And yeah. it's like, is that? It, could it really make that tangible of a difference? I think there is a extremely small sample size that would prove that theory correct. And by that, I mean Nolan Arenado is having a stellar season this year. So far, it's two weeks into the season. Yeah. But last season, we rarely heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Adjustment. Trevor Story is not doing anything to start the year so far. Mm-hmm. First year out of Colorado. Yeah. And I know that is just my pea brain picking two examples yeah. and picking it towards the argument I'm making. 
But so. I can totally see, um, I think it was Henry who said the split stats from Trevor Story in this contract year favor heavily in Colorado. So, yeah. So what you're saying, like Trevor Story, hit. 2023 MVP. Yes, for sure. Yes, <laughs> Book it. Exactly. But like last year, he did hit like the overwhelming majority of his home runs at Coors Field. And also the home run derby last year. Yeah, that was electric. <laughs> Dude, Pete Alonso already just book it. Like, that's his event. Mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's crazy. Like, He's got, like, 14 RBIs already. Like, yeah. the way you have certain players in the NBA with, like, dunk contests, like Dwight Howard, Nate Robinson, that, that's Pete Alonso now with the yeah. derby. Like, yeah, seriously. He yeah. knows he's going to win. Um... For me, for my stadium, I really want to see uh, PNC in Pittsburgh. I've heard that it's like the coolest base to, to watch a baseball game. It's huge. It's right yeah. there by like the bay and stuff. I really want to see that. That's a bucket list item. Staying it's, in the state, I would like to go to the Steelers stadium. I don't know the name of it, but Heinz. Heinz. Yeah. Like the ketchup mm -hmm. or the mustard. <laughs> Or the relish. I was just going to say relish. Yeah. So what? Do, I'll do a little road trip in September to Pittsburgh next year. Fuck yeah. I mean, we'll I'm down. Jerry, we'll go see Jersey Jerry in his element. Oh, he'll be in his element. And uh, that's only what? Like a seven and a half hour drive? Yeah. Not even. Yeah. Pittsburgh is a little bit closer. It's like six and a half. Yeah, it is roughly seven. Pittsburgh, get ready. Cleveland We're coming. is six. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, blah, 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 blah. Do I have another? Uh, let's see. There's one question on here that is tantalizing me. Which one? If you were a potato, oh, what way would you like to be cooked? Yeah, I think we have done that one. I wanted to ask our guest that we'll have on next week, but uh, I think we I think I, we we've done that with eggs before. I think maybe no, we did it with potatoes because it got a little. Uh, oh, it turned into yelling. I think we all started yeah, yelling. Mine, at was, each mine was tater tots. I think I said, I think I said mashed and Brady's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like it genuinely the bothers. The overrated way of making a potato is mashed potatoes. I, I love mashed potatoes. Dude. I love mashed potatoes. When you have elite mashed potatoes. Very true. But how often are you having elite mashed potatoes? That's like very every true. buffet line has mashed potatoes. <laughs> and every time you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And then you eat them and you're like, oh, these fuck. suck. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're the powdered kind. It's the same thing with powdered eggs. They yeah. suck. Yeah. Um, but I'd have to go cheesy au gratin or au gratin. I would just found out that I recently say that wrong. It's basically like you cut them into potato chips, but you like broil them mm. and you just douse them in cheese and they are fucking amazing. That does sound pretty good. Yes. All right. Um, okay. So. Let's just get into sports because we have a lot to talk about. I'm going to run through my who's hot, who's not, who's lukewarm real quick, and we can stop at each section. So hot right now, Cubs and Sox are both playing well. Yeah. We can agree on that. It's fun to watch both of them. Exactly. Jose Ramirez is He's on a, a team killer. that is not doing well. They're lukewarm. I was the, the Guardians are lukewarm. They should be worse than they are, I feel like. Their offense is just putting up runs. Yeah. And they have Bieber, and that's about it. And Bieber's velo is, like, way, way down. Ooh, spin rate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then we got, in the hot category, Blue Jays, Astros, the Angels, kind of, the Mets, Cardinals, Cubs, and then the entire NL West except the Diamondbacks. Dodgers, mm -hmm. Giants, Padres, and Rockies all starting off the season very hot. Yeah, Machado seems like he's kind of back to his old self. I think he always just needed to be the guy. 
he does not like playing second fiddle. No, he does not. That, and now he knows that if the team succeeds, it's because of him. Yeah. He's, and, he's going to bed at night like, fuck Fernando Tatis. Yeah, look, I, I think so. I honestly Dude, it's kind of so. not... It's hard to not be pissed off at the guy. When you get asked, did you hurt your wrist in the motorcycle accident? And your response is, which one? Yeah. Fuck you, dude. You just got paid $300 million. Take this a little more seriously. I think it was you and then my cousins have said too, like that the Padres cannot give him like that full, like, cause there's probably things in the contract. Like they, don't be a fucking moron. You're the best player in baseball. Yeah. I, I mean, that's grounds to essentially void the contract. They won't do that because then he'll immediately demand a trade and refuse to play for him. Right. In some other team, like the Rockies or somebody who's looking for a star would happily pay the price tag for it. James Shields looking extra good right now. Yeah. No, I what, mean, what like, do you have a 7.9 ERA and that's looking good compared to Fernando Tatis. What a world. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Go on. The blue Jays also have the wildest home field advantage now, just because of like in terms of other sports populations, okay. the MLB is like by far the most unvaccinated. Okay. And with Canadian travel restrictions, like a heavy segment of a lot of teams can't travel. Aaron Judge won't be able to play in 20 games. Really? This year. Yeah, because he's a fundamentalist Christian and oh, doesn't shoot. get vaccinated. Really? Yeah. Well, he's going to come to the Cubs anyway, so. I could see that happening. Thank you. Um, wild. Holy shit. Well, the Cubs are going to have to pay. Like, the thing is, this is why he's such a moron. He literally turned down a $230 million contract because he wanted roughly 17 and a half to 20 more. Bro, yeah. that is, you could make that up in sponsorships in a day. Yeah. I, I think it's also just like. The Yankees have to have a terrible team culture because you look at Jose Abreu and I, I hate comparing people that are just a little bit different, but like he, Jose wanted to take less money because he saw what the Sox were trying to do. A lot of people on teams that they got drafted by or were with for their entirety want to see it through. Mm -hmm. And for somebody to like demand more money, I don't know what it is about me thinking like, ah, just stay with the people who gave you the shot. It has to be that there's not a welcoming something about the organization. Maybe he's just dying to grow a ridiculous beard. That could be it, man. That, I mean, yeah. Dude, like look at Charlie Blackman. There's yeah. no way he wants to God, play for the that Yankees. guy looks like he doesn't <laughs> well, know I mean, what a shower is. I mean, when who remembers that? When Johnny Damon went to the Yankees and you saw Johnny Damon without his caveman look, we're all like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. He kind of looks like James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Then bottom of the barrel, the Orioles in Kansas City, the Rangers, the Phillies, the Nationals, Cincinnati, and the Diamondbacks. Can I start by saying something about Cincinnati? Sure. I love that their owner on their opening day was threatening to move the team. He's like, they what? have nothing to root for here. So it's like, so all he goes, they better root for us. Like they have, like, they're the only thing, like, like, like they look forward to us the most. No, the Bengals just went to the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> they're fine without you, pal. Yeah, like their owner. And, and then he came out and apologized the next day and yeah. now they're two and nine. So yeah. yeah. That also reminded me of the Orioles owner. He came out and said, our prospects have never been better. 
That has nothing to do with the game you're at right now. Right. Cedric Mullins, I do like to watch him play. He's fun to watch. And I love when the Orioles just beat the Yankees in the most bizarre ways, like like a walk-off walk. But that's Yo. like how the Orioles win all the time. They always beat the Yankees. It's sneaking, it? sneaking away series that they're counted out in immediately. Yeah. Have it's you like, got- yeah, well, fine. I'll win two of these games. Yeah. Dude, they're not scoring runs. Their pitching staff is like going nuts out of nowhere. And John Means hit the 60-day IL. Mm-hmm. And like he's widely regarded as their best pitcher. Yeah. And they're still winning. Like it makes no sense. They score like three and a half runs a game. Right. And Cedric Mullins has started pretty cold. But I mean, like he'll turn it around. Like he, he has like legit... 30 and 30, like 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases, like in his repertoire. Where does he play in the field? Center Center. field. Okay. Have you guys, like, obviously we meet people all the time. You get, you get occasional people like I'm a Reds fan or you get the people from out West. I'm an A's fan or something like that. Have you ever met anybody say that they're an Orioles fan? Yes. One person that I went to college (laughs) because they were from Baltimore. Right. I've never met an Orioles fan in my life. Yeah. I wonder if you go to like the the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens and be like, hey, do you know you guys have a baseball team? Be like, what? Yeah. Oh, Graham Fahler's uh, girlfriend. I she's from uh, like that area, and I asked her. She goes, "I'm a diehard Ravens fan." I'm like, "Are you an Orioles fan?" She goes, "No, fuck the Orioles. I'm a Nationals fan." <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so like that thing. Yeah. It's like so funny. Like Johnny Manziel could throw a football from Baltimore to where the the Nationals play. Like they are yeah. so close. Yeah. That. I mean, the Nationals at least gave you a World Series. Sure, they leaned into the tank after trading Rendon and everything. But it looks like they've, they're have they getting or have got a deal done with Juan Soto, mm-hmm. who is, like, widely considered the best player in baseball overall. Yeah, I love – baseball and NFL have such – they have the most room for the debate of who is the best. Mm-hmm. 100%. With basketball, it's fucking easy. With hockey, it's probably a little bit harder than and that. Mc, Mc David. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or, or Matthews, yeah. But <laughs> NFL and MLB, like, you could pick out of a hat and make an argument. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Yeah. Trey Turner, DeGrom, when healthy. Right. Like, Astros. Soto. Like, right. Soto, yeah. yeah. Jose Ramirez, like. Yeah. I There's mean, an argument for almost every position. See a Suzuki, what? <laughs> yeah. What did I say? Luis Robert. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna he's on pace to steal like 160 bases. Dude, he's him stealing back to back bases, it makes my PB hard. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Um fuck, there was something I wanted to say. You just get frontal lobe real estate in whatever catcher you're playing against yeah. if you steal third too. Yeah. Like, it's like the biggest fuck you, I don't respect your arm or accuracy I know, at all. that was one of the... Well, also, it's it's all dependent on the pitcher. Yeah. Stealing third is all about timing what the pitcher is doing. It has nothing to do with the catcher, which is wild. Like Really? If, yeah, If you, so if you, can, if you can pick up on how the pitcher is looking back at you. If, like, any pitcher gets into this uh, habit of, like, when you're on second and you see, like, two pitches, and you're like, all right, well, he's looked at me once, looked at the catcher, then looked at me again, and then the same thing again. He's looked at me, then looked at the pitcher, then looked at me again. You're going to just guess that maybe he's going to do the same thing again, or if you can see three pitches, you're like, all right, I notice a pattern after he looks at me, I'm fucking gone. Yeah. And in the pitcher's mind, he's already made up 
that he's going home without a second look. You're already at third by the time the ball crosses home plate. Yeah. With stealing second, it's a completely different animal. Yeah. But, um, he's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, so this dead ball is a serious problem. What? The dead ball. Like they, they deadened the baseball this year. Oh really? I've never seen more almost home runs in my life. Yeah. Very true. And it's like pissing me off. Jose should have at least two more home runs. Luis probably four or five more. (laughs) Like it's, it's maddening. Yeah. And you can tell that it's frustrating Luis. Like, cause he had one. Was it on Friday? It was Friday. Where the guy is like his back was against the wall and he like reached up and caught it and he got into the dugout and it looked like he was about to snap his fucking bat. Oh, I actually did see that. Yeah. He was pissed. I was, so I was there Friday and he, him, he and, Tim started the bottom of the first with warning track hits. Yeah. Place probably warning, was ready warning. to explode right yeah. when it jumped off the bat. Yeah. Warning track, not hits, obviously contact. And then Luis did it again, his second at bat. And the guy was even closer to the fence. We were like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? <laughs> it's so, it's, it out. Like, yeah, right? it's like three feet. Yeah. Um, all right. The lukewarm category is the AL East, except the blue Jays and the Orioles. Red Sox, Yankees, and Rays are all kind of doing the same thing. Literally the same thing. I feel like the Rays will turn it on soon enough. I feel like they all have the ability to, just who's actually going to do it. The Rays are going to have the same problem they did last year. Their pitching staff sucks. Yeah, but then they get the fucking pitcher whisperer who finds his way in July, September, and they all can throw. Yeah. who's the f- I don't know. I mean, like, Hinjin Ryu just went to the IL. Kevin Gosman looks like a deer in headlights right now. True. Um, and you say Kikiuchi is like, he's okay as like a fourth starter. Yeah. He's not going to be like, oh my God, seven no-hit innings Yeah, in the same month. If he does that once, it's probably against the Diamondbacks. And like, they are going to be by far the worst team in baseball <laughs> just with how good the rest of their division is. Yeah. It like, it kind of sucks for them. Cause they got guys on their team that I'm like actively rooting for oh. like Dalton Varsho and Seth beer. Like I want those guys to just be sick at yeah. baseball. Yeah. And Dalton Varsho plays center field, but also plays catcher, which is like the weirdest combination to me. Yeah. I mean, I guess Eric Haas for the tigers plays, like left field and catcher, but like how often do you have a catcher that is like a, like a threat to steal a base? Yeah. Like you, you think, never see that. You, you don't, you, you never saw like Joe Maurer in his prime, like flying on the base paths <laughs> or Yadier yeah. Molina in his prime. I mean, I guess you could like I JT real Muto for the, uh, the Phillies steals yeah. bases sometimes, but Willie kind of gets out there every now and then he's a little agile on the base paths. He could, that guy just seems like a muscle mouse. Yeah. Asmani Grandal is <laughs> known for his speed. Um, but I, since we're talking about the Rays, uh, Brez, you and I both and Brady, but he's not here. We both saw a game in that series. My Friday experience of just the park. Great to be back. We got to figure the fuck how to get people in the stadium. It's so bad. Terrible. Nobody was there. No, no, no. So they, it sucks. they looked at your like screen of the ticket. My, I got mine got looked at four times before I got into my seat. 
once, then security, then you walk in, and then they gated off the 100 level. That crowded up and just became a mess. And they had like room for one person to squeak through after they looked at your ticket to make sure you were in the 100 level. Get past that 40 yards ahead. There's another gate where they scan your ticket to make sure you're okay to get in the 100 level. And then in front of the, the usher is taking his job to the extreme. Every single time I have my hands full of two beers and a dog. And they're like, can I see your ticket? I'm and like, it's like, what do you want me to do with this They shit? never used to say that at Guaranteed Rate. Yeah, you well, could sit wherever the fuck you want. The thing is now. We have now, a lot more fans coming now. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is like, so I got last minute tickets through the game time app. Highly suggest it. We sat in like the club level at, in like the 300 section. Hey, no ad reads that we're not getting paid for. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> fuck game time. Uh but like I got the tickets for like 25 bucks nice. and I was like, dope. Like we have like waiting service so we don't have to go buy our beers and shit. They'll That's just great. bring them to us. And then we wanted to like go down cause like we ordered a hot dog or something and it was like, well, this sucks. Let's go to like one of the vendors downstairs. Right. With 300 level tickets, you couldn't get into the hundred level I to know. go to like a vendor. It's Terrible. Like that's where some of the food is. Yeah. That like there's certain food in certain spots. Right. And they don't have them everywhere or every 15 yards. So I get it because like I understand both sides of the coin. One, I'm an angry fan who just wants to get into the ballpark as fast as possible. Yeah. Two, I get like if you don't have a 100 level ticket, all you're going to do is stand on the concourse and watch the game from there. Yeah. And then that's going to be overpopulated. But I feel like as something as a stadium that's been around for generations, even though it's been torn down, ripped up, blah, 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 <laughs> still figure it out. Like yeah. no other stadiums are having this big of a problem. I, at least I don't think. Well, Wrigley doesn't have a concourse. How is it getting to the bleachers? I haven't sat in the Cubs bleachers in a millennium. Uh, bleachers isn't that bad because just like literally like uh, I'd say the worst when you're sitting in the really, really nice seats at Wrigley, that's when it's a fucking pain. You get your ticket checked by like five different people. Yeah. And then if say if you see someone, you know, you get up, they're like, sir, stay in this area, especially well with COVID, like whatever. But like right. the bleachers are not that bad to get into. The right. bleachers are pretty quick. But Wrigley, when you're sitting in nice seats, then it's a fucking nightmare. And also with COVID around they're keeping everybody so close together for so long. Yeah. And it's like either admit that this thing we have to live with or space everybody out. You can't have yeah. it both ways. Yeah. But it, it's, and then like when I went to, like I went to a couple of Sox games last year, like more when it was in the spring, but the COVID restrictions were still in place kind of, uh-huh. but I went to the first game um at full capacity. Yeah. It may have been the worst experience in my life, which I get it was full capacity, but like the lines for in that, do they have beer vendors back now or no? Yeah, they do. Okay, they do. Okay, they didn't have beer vendors at the time. I only had one beer there. The lines for beer. You'd was, be in line for two innings. Like yeah. that's the thing. And it was actually a pretty entertaining game too. And I was like, all right, so I want to watch this, but it was absolutely miserable. I'm like, all right, we got to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only bummer is if you want to get up and go, you're going to have to get up and go while our team is batting. Yeah, because that's when everyone sits down. Yeah, and I'm I'm comfortable enough in my fandom to be able to do that. It's a long game, a lot of game left. Proud of you. Um, thank you. Um, but from the fan perspective of other fans, I totally understand why people hate us. Yeah, I we sat in 160, and there was a group of definitely not legal aged. 
to be able to drink who were just so drunk and standing the entire time. And as we kept getting beers, we kept getting a little chip beer. Yeah. And uh, it was just like, just like sit down. You don't need to shut up. Yeah. You're in, you're in row six, seven, eight. No need to stand for the entire game. The two rows behind you can't see. Right. And they're like, well, I bought the ticket. My seat's a little wet. It's like, Shut up and sit down. Yeah, shut, ball shut up, sit down, get a fucking paper towel and wipe it up then. Yeah, if the guy who was wearing a Jake PV jersey is listening, scumbag. That was personal. Um, all right. Uh, how did you enjoy being back at the stadium? I loved it. I mean, like a, the, the 300 level is awesome, like the vantage point. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit different because it takes you out of the actual experience of like being in the outfield or like sure. in the 100 level where there's like a lot of camaraderie. Like if there's a big hit, like you're like, yes, like you stand up and like you high five the people around you and stuff. Mm. You get super into it. The The crowd up there was like, a, obviously a lot more tame. We were sitting next to these kids from like Michigan who were Dodgers fans. Cause they were both originally from California mm-hmm. and it was just like so different. Um, but I mean, it was great. We saw a good game. High you say you were sitting game. in the you, you were sitting in a box. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. it's probably different. I mean, compared to the people he was sitting by in the bleachers, and then yeah, scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> scumbags. I mean, scumbag Steve. Third ball. And it was like it was great, uh, especially seeing a win. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of shit they need to get figured out because like we got there early. Same, dude. Like we got there. Like we were. Th- Going through the gates like almost yeah. a full hour before the game. I love the lines early. were insanely long getting in. Yeah, and all my sneaky ways to get in are closed down now. I know <laughs> it sucks, dude. Dude, people would I, I would always like gate four was always the fast lane. Yeah, and then the the uh, pro shop would always let you in through the stairs up there. Yeah, that's blocked off. It's so. that <laughs> yeah, I, I tried that too. Yeah, yeah. I know. they blocked that off. Um, all right, but lukewarm to keep going. Our division, besides Kansas City and us, Guardians, Tigers, and Twins are all around 500. Uh, Oakland, Seattle, 500. Miami. Can we at- talk about the Sean Murphy gif? What he, one was that? He has the fattest, juiciest oh ass I've God, ever seen. Dude. Sean Murphy Holy. on the A's. He got pegged. Look, this look up, gets pegged. So there was a fucking curveball that somebody left out a little too long. And Sean Murphy just like turned and braced and like it looked like he flexed his ass at the right time and the ball legitimately went perpendicular to his ass. It and like, it just like jiggled still. Yeah. Like, like he took a whole new meeting to you could bounce a quarter off of that. <laughs> like I I saw that I watched it maybe for two oh, minutes on yeah. repeat, I was like, that ass for a dude. Yeah, dude. What? Baseball pants. Great ass. Have you seen it? <laughs> I, no, I haven't seen this. I'm looking it up oh right my now. God. Look it up. Just Find look up baseball butt gif. It has to be <laughs> oh, the first God. thing. Look at that. Whoa, breaking news. Donks. What happened? Debo Samuel is demanding a trade. Holy shit. And we were just, we were just discussing oh, yeah. that earlier. Uh, let's uh, finish table up. that for now. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk. About we literally, it. we're just talking about. Let's that. finish. Let's finish up MLB, and then we'll do a quick NFL spur of the moment. Um, our reigning World Series team is right around a little below 500. I want 
to like them, but I hate the way that the Freddie Freeman thing went down. Because mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman, if he was such an asshole, but yeah, go fuck yourself. But he right. is the most likable. I'm not saying baseball player. I'm saying athlete. I think right. He is so likable. And with the and for that stuff about Acuna to come out that he was like, I'm not, I'm not worried that Freddie Freeman is gone. It's like, dude, they won without you. Yeah, read the room, bro. Right, and it's like you're great. Don't get us wrong, but you got injured early. And your team won the World Series. Yeah. With the help of the veteran who you're bad-mouthing right now. Yeah. Like, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Like, are you such an eye guy that you cannot understand that baseball is the epitome of a Wii sport? Yeah. And then can you imagine this year, like, if you, had, you get Acuna back, what, I think it's the first week in May, they said, and if Freeman would have stayed... Would have been probably odds on favorite to repeat. Absolutely. Yeah. If not, top four. Mm-hmm. You know? And now, like. Because they have a good young pitching staff. Yeah. Things haven't worked Albies. out for, like, Max Freed so far. Yeah. Not worried about it. He'll turn it around. But on top of that, you have Dansby Swanson, who showed up late last year. Austin Riley broke out. Yeah. Uh, who else is on their team? Eddie Rosario is off to a miserable start. He was like he was like Mr. October last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's batting like literally point zero four five. Um yeah. Yeah. then who else? They have a couple good well, other they got outfielders. Yeah. And then I mean he hits bombs. Dude, how he, he how crushes fuck, it. How fucking crazy is it to go from Freddie Freeman to Matt Olson? The only reason that that move is going to work is because he's an Atlanta kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, they respect that, him. That really softens the landing of losing Freddie Freeman. Like right. if they had traded for like for a White Sox example, like Jose Abreu. Yeah, they would fucking hate Jose. Yeah, because oh, yeah. like he's Freddie Freeman's replacement. Right. And like Jose has gotten off to kind of a slower start. Yeah. But I mean, that's par for the course with him. Right. But I, I mean, I, I booed Frank Schwindel when he first came up to play first base. We're like, fuck exactly. this guy. Like, yeah. it's Rizzo's replacement, but we all love Frank Schwindel. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's probably going to fall down even more because that's just how they roll. <laughs> and uh, the Brewers might make it interesting in your division. I got maybe? the Cardinals winning the division. I think a yeah, lot of with people. The way Nolan is playing, get out of town. I mean, it should be interesting. I mean, the Brewers, they kind of turned it on late last year, too. Like it said, like we, we all keep saying, it's the second week of the season. Right. But regardless, I mean, do but I this, really think the Cubs will keep this momentum? I don't know. This is our job, James. We make rash decisions very carefully and we stick to them for the, the Cubs, epitome until they change. <laughs> the Cubs are going to be offensively frisky the whole year. Their like they can score sucks. runs. Exactly. Their pitching yeah. sucks. Yeah, and but like, it's, it's changing from, like, if you can score five runs a game, even the worst pitching gives you some some hope, and you then, know? I mean, yeah, like, opening day, Hendricks got ripped, and they still won the game five to four. Exactly, like, it's just yeah. like... Dude, yeah. that's the problem with the Brewers. It was the same thing in the playoffs, and it was the same thing late last year. They have an incredible pitching staff. They can't fucking score. Yeah. And, like, it makes no sense because they on paper have a few really great hitters and this sounds weird, but like losing Avi Garcia actually made a difference for them Yeah, because he was somebody who'd hit for average. Like if he's getting on a couple times, sure. Christian Yelich or like he could bring Christian Yelich home and like 
Christian Yelich since his MVP season. Fraud, like, fraud. He is a certified fraud. Not yeah. great. He's been Pete Davidson. Yeah. Just not a baseball player. Yeah. And not dating Kim Kardashian. Kind of looks like Pete Davidson. That was the year. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> multiple people have said that. that. You <laughs> saw a live. Oh my God. They actually look alike. That was like Pete multiple David- people have yeah. made like gifts of that for years and, and stuff. And Pete Davidson went to like the Brewers uh, like spring training like last year. Okay. And dressed in a Brewers thing and tried to take outfield practice. Oh, wow. Well, they both have butthole eyes, so that fits. And, well, Christiologist and Dayton Kim Kardashian. Um, all right, so let's do let's do that quick NFL. So, uh, James, Debo Samuel just requested a trade. Um, That's crazy. After, after what? Cliff and I were like saying, we're like, we think it's so funny when these guys, when they all demand a trade and they remove the team from their bio, like, yeah, that's going to show them. Like, yeah. yeah. Like we were literally like, we're just BSing like, oh, it's so funny. Like it never, like they always end up going back with the team, but I guess we were wrong about this one. Yeah. It's, Dude, it's like, I, I don't understand. Like he was the feature of their offense. Like they stuck with him through injury. You think you'd have like a modicum of like these guys help me out back to the Aaron judge thing. Yeah. And football is a we maybe yeah. Kyle Shanahan is such a penis that he's like, fuck you coach. I'm right. out. Right. Like there, there has to be something it's either obviously there's only two ways it can go, but it's either the player, or the, the team camaraderie, like the, the uni, the unit, the organization it has to be one of those that they're just not meshing where you don't want to prove something where you started. Yeah. And granted, I would love to be a part of one team, stick with it, but you know, that's it's a business. That's, it's a business, right? So you got to look out for me in that aspect, but the game itself, you need to be tight with the people that you're stepping on the field with. And if there's some hostility there, there's no room for success. Yeah, I just I just saw a thing that um, Denzel Ward's agent who, you know, Denzel Ward just got the bag secure with the Browns, rightfully so. But um, his agent also represents uh, DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown and Debo. Oh, oh, yeah, these yeah, are all yeah. the guys who are holding. These out. are all the guys who are holding out. So right now they're seeing Denzel Ward get this bag. They're like, yep, OK. And yeah. then the whole Tyreek Hill and uh, Miami well, and Devontae Adams that like them getting the bag that's like not helping which Dude, I mean, Tyreek Hill got quarterback money it's like to a better be your fucking guy yeah like, I, I don't know if this is being a hypocrite but since Tyreek already did something with Kansas City and he's getting older this is kind of a prove it if you're actually good kind of thing yeah it's you know, uh, Justin Mahomes throwing to him yeah, I'm a like, hall of famer in my own right, right kind of deal yeah yeah that's a good call Cliff but yeah, like right now, like they're all seeing, I don't know who their agent is, but yeah, they're seeing Denzel Ward. They're like, yeah, okay, we're going to get that too. And this guy's probably like, yep, demand a trade. All right. I wouldn't be pissed if the Bears traded every draft pick we have to get AJ <laughs> Brown and Debo Samuel. Just saying. Oh my, Fields throwing to them. Oh God, you're now you're just yeah, dirty dude, talking to uh, me. Physical monsters, even, but two injury prone physical monsters. Right. Even though we don't have the world's biggest Bears fan with us today. Um, I'll still read this quote of Justin Fields. It's a completely different year, and I'm ready to lead this offense and this team. All right, so this is a little too early for me to be diving full into the Bears. It's Bears fandom. It's what we do. I know, but I've been on such edge of my seat on do I get up and leave, or do I grab popcorn and sit back down? 
I'm I'm at the same point with you. I I I like the approach that polls has taken mm-hmm. is get everything off the books after this year, work the offense around Justin Fields, then we'll equip him with weapons. I think that's the best approach for a long-term success. I feel like it's like the only choice right now. Like what's the point trying to get a mediocre receiver in there for him and just try yeah. to build, like force chemistry. No, you can't do yeah. that. What, do you, what are we going to trade like a fifth, like overpay a fifth round pick for like Jamison Crowder? Yeah. No, that's not going to work. That would like, be such a pace move. Oh, exactly. Dude. <laughs> We've traded a fucking fourth round pick for a punt returner last year. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That, that's only a move you make if you're like, all right, sure shot Super Bowl contenders. That's bro, yeah. we weren't even five hundred. Right. That's a that's a Jaguars move right there. Um I saw a great TikTok on how the Jaguars have done uh free agency. And it's like the guy Jaguar walks into the room and it's like, ah, welcome into free agency. Uh t- feel free to take a look around. Uh, no rush on your choices. He goes, Christian Kirk. It's like, well, what? That's who you want to go all in. Christian Kirk. It's like, <laughs> Zay Jones, um, are you sure you want to make these quick decisions? They're not necessarily wrong. But think but about they it. do feel weird. Dude, Like Christian some, Kirk yeah. got paid. He was the highest paid receiver in the NFL for like a minute. For like a week and a half. Yeah. And he's never had a thousand receiving yards with an elite quarterback. Yeah. What the fuck? Scary Terry on the commanders now. He just casually is dishing out thousand yard uh, seasons left yeah, and right. Nobody eight, bats an eye about him. He's had eight different quarterbacks eight. in two fucking years. <laughs> and that he's is just casually. Crazy. Well, he's another person now. He's coming into a contract here. He might demand a well, trade too. Is, he's oh, actually he getting paid pennies. Like yeah. he's he, like he's on the books for like. Practically the league minimum. I think, yeah, I saw yeah. somebody like writing about that earlier, but you know. Yeah. Like he, well, their owner is in a cluster. Well, he's actually like a, like a certified like criminal, I think. Yeah, he's a <laughs> piece of sentient garbage. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, sentient. it's good business oh, God. to make your best performers happy. Right. Extend the man. Right. Even though he's a little bit older. Like he's... Who, Scary Terry? He's already 27. Holy fuck, Knuckles. Yeah. Didn't know that. That's why he's so mature. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why you don't really hear a lot about him, because I don't think, yeah, he doesn't go on social media. He just casually just gets gets thousand-yard seasons. Because he's a grandfather. Yeah. (laughs) How do you work this? I I tend to stay off the social media. It's a lot of negativity. The thing that sucks for Terry McLaurin, because he's already 27, which is when most other like wide receivers have already gotten their first contract. He's got one shot at this. Yeah. And like, if I were him, like if you don't give me market value extension, I want out because I know a myriad of other teams will pay me that. Yeah. Holy shit. Deandre Hopkins, 29. Exactly. Terry Terry is 27. I don't think he's 27. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. He's going to be 27. He went to Ohio state. No, he's not 27. He, he just was drafted out of Ohio state in 2019. Oh, he's, uh, 
Born in 1995, so he's 26. He'll be 27 in September when the season starts. So you were wrong, Brez. <laughs> Bottom line, you were wrong. I said league year. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. He's younger than I am, and he's considered old in his field. We're not old. That's great. Yeah, you can be however old you want in podcast, but to be an elite wide receiver, I guess your time is limited. Um, all right. That was a quick spur-of-the-moment NFL. Do we have anything else? Oh, so I think the Dolphins... They're either winning the Super Bowl or it's going to be an absolute dumpster fire from the jump. Yeah. Well, Devontae Parker just can't do it. He just does it for two games out of the year. Well, he got traded to the Pats. Oh, shit. I missed that. Yeah. The Patriots took you Watch, him. he's going to be the greatest receiver ever with the Patriots. No, well, dude, what? Is Mac fucking... Jones going to throw the ball to him five times a game? Yeah, that's Mac where... Jones is going to get exposed this year. He sucks. <laughs> like, they protected him with a good run game. And sure, they could probably do it again. But now the Dolphins have an offense. The Bills had an offense. Yeah. The Jets are looking a lot better. On paper, the Jets probably have a top five offensive line in the entire NFL. And Zach Wilson's good. He just needs more time to adjust. I don't know if he's good yet. I'm, I won't go that far. But, I mean, like, Elijah Moore looks like a star. And they have a shit ton of draft capital still, so they could get a Garrett Wilson, a Chris Olave, a Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks is a freak. If Chris Olave goes to the Packers like some people are projecting him, that will just, no. I will take him so early in fantasy football if he does. Dude, I'm so not even worried about the Packers. Let, let, let's just end on that note. Chris Olave should not be going to the Packers. <laughs> um, all right. That was a quick NFL. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming. Uh, all right. I saved the best for last in this category because we got a lot to talk about there, but we'll run through the NBA playoffs so far. Suns are crazy. I don't. Chris Paul in the first game of every series just figures it out. 19 points in the fourth quarter. His basketball IQ is just ridiculous. Yeah, and it seems like it only just, it seems like a fairy drops for him at a split second. And it's when Devin Booker comes out. Mm-hmm. And then also, I noticed when I was watching game one, Devin Booker just kind of goes into the corner at a certain point and kind of just lets Chris Paul just Cook. run the offense. Which, I mean, it's a smart thing to do. I totally get it. Yeah, because then it takes defensive pressure off of him, lets him get some, like, active rest. Yeah. And then, okay, Chris is getting tired. I'll take over now. Right. And then, Chris didn't get tired exactly. in the fourth quarter. He's ridiculous. And it's like, I saw a thing, like, someone was writing that um, if, like, the Suns win the finals and if Booker averages 60 points in the finals, Chris Paul should still be finals MVP. <laughs> They're like, just still give it to him regardless. What did he do last year that changed our entire, like, I don't care if Tr Chris Paul doesn't get a chance. He had a real dirty play on one um, of the Bucks. Was it Giannis? No, no, right. it was, um, it was a shove. It was, it was, it was in a like, shove when like Giannis was going up for a layup, like a shove no, in the no, back. No, it, was, it, was it, it wasn't Giannis. Fuck, who do they play in the Western Conference Finals? Oh, fuck, I don't even remember. Was it Austin Rivers he shoved? No, no if it was Austin we Rivers, we probably wouldn't have cared, yeah. yeah. I, I, I gotta look at this because it's gonna bother me now. Yeah, same. Was it? Yeah, it was before. It was not I in the finals. It, was, it wasn't the I finals. I thought he had another like no. questionable play in the finals, though. Fuck this. It's on the tip of my tongue. Okay. I know, like, it was a big play. Wait, was it, was it the Clippers? playing the Nuggets? They were playing the Clippers or the Nuggets, I think. Because the Clippers went to the Western Conference Finals last year, right? I don't know, man. Okay, I'm gonna look this up. We're all, when, when we find out what it is, we're all gonna be like, oh, that play. Yeah, I know, but I. I 
Yeah. Now, I mean, he he's had that moniker for a while. Where right, that was on the biggest stage. Exactly. Yeah, second biggest. So stage. you're you're proving the haters right, kind of thing. Right. And I mean, that never goes well in any scenario. <laughs> no. Uh, and so, like, if you fuel the outrage mob, they're going to come at you full bore. Um, James, you got to be quicker if you want to be this guy. No, because, well, Chris Paul's got a lot of dirty plays, actually. There's a lot <laughs> we'll popping up. just look up who they played in the. Uh, well, he. Oh, wow. Brez is right. Chris Paul elbowed Giannis while he was going up for a dunk. Ah, uh, okay. I still thought it was something else. So did I. Well, I mean, again, he probably had a few of them. Yeah, yeah like, no, but, it's, it says it's the first thing when I typed in Chris Paul, dirty play, it said, is Chris Paul the dirtiest player in the NBA? And hilarious. the thing is, he's smart enough to do shit when, like, and he knows the refs are. Yeah. yeah, like, he's the guy who would nut check a guy before running back to defense. Just a fuck. 100%. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a scumbag on the basketball court. Um, all right, but the Suns are very good. Suns Pelicans is going to be four games. 100%. Maybe even three games will be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> they just throw in the top. Yeah. There was there was signs of life in the Pelicans in game one, mm-hmm. which was wild. They were down like 25 at the worst, I think. They brought it to nine, eight, seven. That just shows how bad. And then Chris Paul took over and they won by 13. Chris Paul's like, oh my God, you guys thought I was done. Yep. Fuck yeah. you. When Chris Paul hits threes, I'm like, how is that possible? That's yeah. scary. That's or that's like the midnight hour right there. You're like, all yeah, right, Chris he's like, Paul's he's pulling this out of his bag. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, I'm fully in love with DeAndre. DeAndre Ayton. I want him so bad on the Bulls if they're I'd, not going to pay. I'd him. take him over Gobert. Oh, one hundred percent. I saw a because he's uh, got an actual offensive bag. Yeah, I saw a um like a rumored trade bullshit bulls thing and it was Vooch and Kobe for Rudy Gobert. And my immediate thought was like, I don't want him. Like I would absolutely I would take do it that. in a second. No, I know, but like I don't want Rudy Gobert is what I'm saying. I take away the what the clauses of the trade were. You're like for uh, some reason I don't You'd rather have Aiden. I well, yeah I mean, yeah, obviously. But here's the thing. Like you see what Damar and Caruso did for Io. Like Damar's teaching him the offensive side of the ball. Caruso's helping him on the defensive side of the ball. Uh-huh. You take Gobert, who is a three-time defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. and his primary help is Pat Williams. True. That will help Pat Williams improve dramatically. Yeah. Then he needs to start working with Damar. Get a mid-range game. Yeah. You're Three-point shots take five seconds to get to the rim. <laughs> but, yeah. like, logistically, I think that, and also because it happened in my 2K, my career. Go for it. Um, <laughs> I was the bull starting small forward, and I took us from zeros to heroes, and yeah, we you won did. the— uh, Were you a lefty? Of course. Naturally. Yeah, number seven, baby. Uh, <laughs> Tony Jordan. Kukoc. Um Ben and Gordon. Ben Gordon. <laughs> and then, like, the next season, the Bulls traded Vooch for Gobert. And I was like, I like this. I get so many more rebounds. Um, but, yeah, then we set the best record in the NBA. And so you're speaking it into existence by 100%. firsthand experience. I love it. Here's love the thing that. is, 
Utah wants to keep Donovan Mitchell. It's a question mark whether he wants to stay there or not. Sure. When they get to contract extensions, he could say like, yeah, I'm signing a max, but I don't want to be here. I I would a thousand percent rather trade Zach Levine and Kobe White for Donovan Mitchell. Just like Brady's all-time comment. Like, Zach Levine's my guy. Would you rather have him or Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Donovan Mitchell gets it done on both sides of the court. And he's done it in the playoffs three times. Yeah. Um, then do you guys want to go to we talk about the Jazz, please? So Mavs Jazz is one one. I wrote down Mavs finding a way to win without Luca. Cool. This doesn't feel like a playoff basketball matchup. It, it it's, it's very. A, I've I haven't even been enticed to turn it on. Right. I watched a little bit of it last night just just because you when you were texting about it yesterday and I'm like Jalen Brunson like. Not bad by any means, but he fucking just dropped 41 on the Jazz. He played so well with Luka out this year. Yeah, he yeah. did it all year. Yeah. Um, but is there a timetable for Luka to come back this series? They, I just got like a Fantasy Pros update that he might be back for the next game. Solid. Uh, while we're talking about the series, like I hate Stephen A. Smith, but today I just saw one of his clips and he just goes, I have a confession. I hate the Utah Jazz. <laughs> He was like talking quiet. He goes, they are miserable. He goes, every year it's the Jazz are good. It's their year. He goes, if I'm Donovan Mitchell, if they lose this series, I'm throwing my jersey in the trash. I'm not hopping on the plane. Yeah. Well, that's, that was Donovan Mitchell's downfall was that he picked 45 before 23. You can't pick 45 as your first number. You got to earn 23 first and then retire for a season to go play baseball, then come back and pick number 45. The thing is also like with their fans, He's literally had to start like he's witnessed blatant racism like firsthand. I mean, obviously I'm white. I can't speak to it. Right. But if that's like your if you see like your home fans, why the fuck are you other there? guys like that? Yeah. Why am I here? Uh, yeah. I mean, that would piss me off. Right. Like I wouldn't want to play there. And then obviously him and Rudy Gobert have a huge grift going on. Still, After Rudy Gobert started, started COVID. <laughs> Gave the whole world COVID by yeah. going like, oh, I'm going to touch the microphones. Yeah, the Chinese the didn't make COVID. Rudy, Rudy Gobert <laughs> did. Yeah, um, But I said that series is going six. I don't know who's going to win, but I think it's six games. I think the Mavs win in six. Yeah. I, I mean, if Luka comes, comes back, if they can win a game without Luka, it's hard to not pick the Mavs. Right. Well, then I'll, and then also Quinn Snyder, they said, is the front runner for the Lakers job. So he's not even thinking about them anymore. No, he said he doesn't want it. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people say things. He's like, <laughs> no, they're he going to throw the bag at him and he's going to go from Utah to Los Angeles. Brez. <laughs> James, what a run of the mill statement. Yeah, Brez, people say things. <laughs> No, but seriously, he was like upfront about it. He's like, well, I know the coach has almost no say. I don't want a coach there. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I guess like, yeah, if LeBron is going to bitch and moan about everything. Brez, I will bet you like dinner right now that if Gobert and Mitchell are out in Utah, you bet your ass Quinn Snyder's hopping on a plane is, to LA. The thing is like, you think the Kings wouldn't give him a bigger bag? It's, would you rather live in L.A. or Sacramento? You can live in L.A. if they were going to pay him what they, like. Yeah, they're not super, I mean, whatever. I don't know, geography. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, let's not get into geography. We're all not very good at it. I mean, he could live, he could fucking live in San Luis Obispo. We've been there. It's yeah. fucking gorgeous. It's nice. Like, it's better than nice. And very low key. Like, Prez could, is going to be a realtor in California. That's going to be his yeah. new job. Dude, that'd be the easiest place to be a realtor. One of my buddies does <laughs> it. Live here. He's it's raking. Yeah. 
Um, all right, six games for that series. Um, I want to jump to a team that people also think is the Jazz Warriors Nuggets. Um, Nuggets and Jazz just kind of always have the same vibe. Um, yeah, healthy cool. Warriors are scary. And Steph, Steph is not human. Yeah, but not as scary as when Jokic is pissed off. Dude. Like, he is terrifying. Like, we've had the conversation about him. Brez told this very bizarre Serbian story once. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, we've had conversations about his brothers, but, like, that yeah. thing last night, I don't know who hit him on the ass. And Yo- cool. Gary Payton Jr. Oh, it was? Yeah, Gary Payton. And is it the third? Jokic just casually walking back and then turned around and I give credit to Steph Curry for getting in the middle of that because that's just getting in the middle of a bear hunting a salmon right there. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is like, it was a good game, like yeah. butt tap. Yeah. And he, like, I, you could see his lips and he goes, Pushikurats, Pichko, which means suck my dick, bitch. Ooh, yeesh. I love how you know what that means. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) You're cultured, man. Um, That game's going four games, or that series is going four games. Did you guys hear also that they asked Jokic about his MVP trophy? He said he lost it. (laughs) That that is the least surprising thing to me. Yeah. Because, like, after he won his first one, they were like, well, what are you going to do in the offseason? He's like, well, I'm probably going to eat junk food and play Pokemon. And I was like, you are my favorite player. <laughs> Dude, that'd be like if we gave Brez, Brez an award for best podcaster and we're like, hey, do you have the award? And we're like, what award? <laughs> That's very He'd be like, I left it at, like, guaranteed rate field <laughs> yeah. or something. Oh, shit, I left it in my car. My car got stolen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, too soon. It's par for the course. <laughs> Press is like uh, talking to the police. Where's my MVP trophy? Oh, that's the one thing they took. Dirty Mike and the boys took your MVP <laughs> trophy. Um, but actually, I could see that game going f- five. I think they'll get one in Denver. Yeah, they have to. So, uh, mm. You should just do the rest of the podcast in Serbian. <laughs> it's just going to be the same. I, I, can, I can say, like, hello, beautiful. How's it going? Or sup, bro? And then I can curse you out to oblivion. <laughs> Give me a good sup, bro. Ciao, brate. Ah, nice. That one's good. Um, back to the one seeds. The Heat are being treated like a fake one seed, and I don't know if it's shady or not. I'm sorry. It's I, bullshit. I apologize. The Heat are objectively very good. I apologize. for Duncan Robinson, good God. Yeah. He sucks this year. But playoffs are a completely different. <laughs> Look at Jordan Poole. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's good. Jordan Poole, the fact that he wasn't on the most improved player like ballot. Yeah, like uh, it actually kind of pisses me off because Mm -hmm. like there is no singular player that had a more determinant outcome because of their like basically unpredicted success. He kept them afloat while Curry, Thompson, Andrew Wiggins was shooting a lot and that's why they were losing games and they're like okay we have to revamp the offense and Draymond being out yeah here's the other thing Jordan Poole to the Bulls okay he's fine. a free agent sold <laughs> I'm in yeah if you don't have to you don't have to sell us on this house Prez <laughs> again he's a he's a legitimate two-way player like he's shown that he can play effective defense yeah. and the fact that he's scored 59 points in two playoff games is crazy like, you can't... I mean, that's virtually averaging 30 a game. And he's handsome. Yeah, and he's in love with Malika Andrews, I guess. I don't... 
I saw the memes oh, no, mostly no, no. about him today. Okay, let's get back to what I said about Duncan Robinson, though. You very like he's like Eric Spolster's good at developing players, and that's all they need. They have a great starting lineup, and now you got those guys coming off the bench turning it on. Yeah, I apologize to, to the Miami Heat. I thought they would be frauds. They are not. And they also have the one player who will give both Joel Embiid and Giannis a difficult time on the offensive side of the floor. Bam. Yeah, he's money. Like yeah. he and the thing is like he'll make you play defense. Like they could feed him on the post. Or and then like if he runs like an inside pick and roll, he can shoot from the elbow. He can shoot from the top of the key. Yeah. He's not gonna burn you for threes like those other two guys. Lesser degree for Giannis. But Giannis is shooting him. He's making you respect him. Yeah. He's shooting about thirty five percent. His mid range has gotten extremely has been extremely improved every single game, every single year. But mm-hmm. his threes are so gross. Yeah. It's his hands are just, too big. Well, yeah, naturally. He's yeah. five hundred feet tall. It would be like us shooting a golf ball. Yeah. And credit to him, taking them with confidence and then taking them again with confidence. But all you need is one to go in. He proved that when he airballed one and then made the game winner with a step back. Like it, it, the guy has undoubtable confidence. But let's hold the Bucks talk for the last series we're going to talk about. Um, so I think Hawks Heat goes for maybe, maybe five. a gentleman yeah, sweep. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like think, the only reason four. it would be a gentleman sweep is because the Heat pull everyone and just rest them for a game. Yeah, in Atlanta. Hopefully, yeah, because. Um, feel like Suns, Heat, and let's get to this because this happens tonight. T-Wolves, Grizzlies. Do the T-Wolves get lucky or do they stand a chance? I think they got lucky. I think top to bottom, the Grizzlies are a much better team. They proved it throughout the season. Six six and a half lock. And (laughs) I I agree with that. Um, And Ja Morant, like after getting shit on for not having as good of a game as Anthony Edwards is total bullshit. He had two fewer points on like eight less attempts and had two more assists. John Morant is coming for fucking blood. He is going, he might break Pat Bev's neck in this game. Ah, bummer. I hate <laughs> I hate him Patrick Beverly so much. Okay, he's a Chicago guy. I know. I know. I'm, I'm glad it got brought up because I I fall into this contrarian viewpoint all the time. Yeah, like I you fucking, love the defensive instigators. I know. I fucking loved Bryson DeChambeau for a little bit. Yeah, I loved sucks. Trevor Bauer for a little bit. I fucking love Pat Beverly right now. I think. I think it was only because, like, I bet the Clippers in that game that he, like, overdid it. But I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. You know, he he's drinking a Bud Light right after the game, too. For, like, the situational comedy of it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, he's celebrating like game. it's a championship. But, like, I mean, for a team that's literally made the playoffs, this is, like, the second time. 100%. In, like, I'm not taking years. anything away from them. But... 
that game was personal to him. Yeah. Like it didn't matter that it was just to go to the seven seed and maybe get beat by the two seed. Yeah. It meant a lot more to him to be written off and then prove that he wasn't supposed to be written off. He and, lives rent free in the Clippers head. And to does, your point, sure. I don't think he could have had a bigger impact being on any other team in the NBA because Cat clearly isn't a leader. He's one of the most talented overall players. Yeah. Mentally, I think he's softer than baby shit. Yeah, I was just about to so say. So for having, like, to have a guy yeah. who is just, like, you're a tough motherfucker, like, in his ear, yeah. like, that is a huge difference maker. Yeah. And clearly the Wolves are better for it, and he's the one who's getting Anthony Edwards to believe that he is is and will be a future superstar. Yeah, I don't feel like Anthony Edwards has had a problem in the confidence yeah, no, he clearly has. Did you guys hear what he named his dog? Anthony Edwards Jr. Anthony Edwards Jr. Okay. He's yeah. going to he's going to be that guy who names two sons the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You're Anthony Edwards the second and you're yeah. Anthony Edwards the third. I, I got to give him credit. He did get McDonald's delivered as he was doing a post game once. Yeah. I'm like, you know, that's funny. So, he's all um, right, my book. I, I do how think she got paid for that. There was a split second there where Pat Bev might have come to Chicago for a come back where you were raised kind of thing. I feel like it would have been like the monsters of the midway, but on a basketball court, I would have been the biggest Pat Beverly fan of all time. <laughs> if he was on the he bulls, would be the next AJ Brzezinski. Uh, that's like, I would know get an ass tat of him. Probably yeah. like you love him. If he's on your team, Rodman you fucking hate yeah. him. Rodman, Joe Kim Noah, fucking yeah. anybody. I literally like would have been the biggest Pat Beverly. I would have like, yeah. I love this guy. Like when I text yeah. you guys this week, I'm like, I fucking hate Pat yeah. Beverly. He's such a spaz and he's just. Um, I said. Go Grizz. Uh, yeah, I said six games for this series. I, I think that's a good estimation. Because I mean, the, the other thing is neither of the teams have been there. Right. So, I mean, like the Grizzlies, de- the pressure definitely got to them. Mm-hmm. And they got home court stolen from them. So these, we'll go from 2-7 to 2-7. Both these kind of have the same vibe, but at different, I don't know what the exact word is, lesser values. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got two newcomers beating the shit out of each other, and then two teams that feel like they should both be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals duking it out. Is that, do they play tonight? No. Fuck. Yeah. Um. Brooklyn Boston is going seven games. 100%. I can't wait. It, it's, it's what the whole world wants. That, that might end up being the best series in all of the playoffs. I think it has to be. I, I, there's no other series that's getting this amount of eyes. Like everyone is watching. Even if people don't like basketball that much, they know the whole backstory. Boston hates Kyrie. Kyrie's Kyrie. It, it's it's going to go seven games and I can't fucking wait. First off, based this Kyrie thing, we got to stop ostracizing athletes for talking their shit. Yeah. They are caged animals who get yelled at repeatedly all day. Let them retaliate. Like, they're not. It's it's part of it. And Kyrie knows they don't like him. He doesn't like them. That's great. It's right. playoff basketball. Fucking flick them off. Who cares? We're not supposed yeah. to have some kumbaya circle jerk and all yeah. get along. We in, hate each other. In Boston, there's this isn't an eight- fucking Barney. Right. I love you. Yeah. You Ugh, love that kind of scare me. There's an eight-year-old flicking off Kyrie. It's awesome. So the middle <laughs> finger is valid. It's yeah. awesome. I loved it. He flipped it. Yeah, right. I loved it. So I, 
Well, he got also helps that he was going brazy right. on the court. If he was sucking, talk. I would have left. But yeah, he right. was. He was going. He was hitting everything. Yeah, he did the fucking cry eyes and the oh, I me. It's and great. It's 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 exactly but, what networks want. But too. yes, Brez, you cannot do that and then drop eleven points on fifteen attempts or thirty yeah. attempts. I mean, he was hitting everything. Yeah. But like, if I let's say I go to the Bulls game next uh, on Friday. Uh, and I scream at Grayson Allen, you cocksucking piece of shit. And he goes, Hey, fuck you too. And be like, yeah, respect. Yeah. I would, I would respect him. I hate you a little less now. Right. I, I, exactly. (laughs) I would, I would respect him more if he told me to fuck myself. (laughs) Like after I told him to go fuck his mother and that I hope he dies. Like, I deserve it. We don't root for injury. Yeah. (laughs) Injury is death. Yeah. Uh, but Kyrie, Boston, rivalry. How is KD on the outskirts of it just, like, skating by? I feel like he's about to go off for 50. I know, but, like, Tatum looks unstoppable. This The, like, post-All-Star break Tatum is unstoppable. And his son's got the coolest name ever. Yeah, Deuce. Deuce Tatum. Like, that just sounds awesome. Yeah, I took three of them today. I was talking <laughs> I was talking to my Shout buddy out Deuce. <laughs> who grew up in St. Louis. Uh-huh. Um and like I didn't realize that's where Jason Tatum went to high school, and he was like, yeah, like he went to the Bull Celtics game, and he's like, yeah, this will be the first time I've seen Jason Tatum play since high school. I was like, how much did he dominate in high school? And Tommy just said he would have forty points by the end of three quarters, and then they would just sit him because they would be up by so much. Can yeah. you imagine dominating any high school sport that drastically? <gasps> It would be. <laughs> yeah, Clippers, like, yeah. sitting there oh. like, <laughs> oh man, never close the yearbook, dude. I yeah. would keep it wide. You just like literally the look on your face, is like, fuck. Oh, what could have been, you know? Yeah. But um, yes, that's. I love looking. I, I don't. I never really look at the high school mixtapes, but some of them gotta be fucking absurd. Like if the video quality was that great back in that time, like. Iman Shumpert at OPRF cooked motherfuckers, but never for 40 points in three quarters. Yeah. You know, he would get eight steals in four minutes. He shattered Fenwick's backboard once. Yeah, because he's a freaking nature athlete, mm-hmm. but also liked poetry. No. <laughs> and, and rap. And, and dancing. Trans- and and apparently dancing, too. Yeah, dude. Hey, fun fact. He bought his mom a house two blocks from here. I know. We should have her on the pod. We have a bingo. <laughs> we knock on the door. Hi, how are you? That's you don't know why, us. That's why we can't do Wednesdays anymore. Me and her got bingo night. <laughs> it's um, a big night. Uh, you Boston, guys induced Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> Boston, Brooklyn going seven games. Um, all right. What's... I think we got one left. I Do want you guys Brooklyn want Sixers so bad. Yeah, that'd be so fun. And be I want so Ben Simmons to be able to come back. Um, do you guys want to apologize to the listeners? For what? It was opposite day when we said the Raptors. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't losing. They are getting blown the fuck out. Yeah, they're getting crushed. I said to Cliff, I lost like 15 bets on Saturday. And th- and I kept telling people, I was at a party. I'm like, Raptors are lock of the year. Everyone's like, oh, we're going to hammer the Sixers. And then everyone was laughing at me the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had the same thing happen. Oh, God. So yeah, that game's going to go 5-6. I'm, I'm going to go. It's a, a gentleman's sweep, yeah. graciously. Yeah. 
Uh, next time I'm like watching, I'm gonna have Jurassic Park playing on my phone as I'm watching the game. What yeah. are those? <laughs> what are those? What? Like that's every time the Raptors take a shot, it's like, what is that? Yeah. Um, all right. Final notes before we get to our Bulls and the Bucks. Any predictions that you hold and you want on record? Um, I don't have a prediction. I just admit that I was wrong about game one. About what game? Oh, for the oh, we're, oh, we're, oh, we're not getting the Bulls right now. I thought you said no, make a no, prediction. before the before the Bulls. Um, I think that uh, the Celtics won in seven. Yeah. All right. I think that the Warriors end up winning it all. Wow. Did you put a future on it? That's not, I don't think that's that out of a take. I kind of agree. No, I know. I did put a future in. Yeah, solid. All right, let's get to our Chicago Bulls. If we were going to steal a game, it was game one. It was game game one for sure. We're getting swept, I think. No, I think, I still think we went in six. Uh, I wish I had that optimism. Yeah, I, I think, so I... Read something that uh, the Bucks are notorious for giving up game ones. Yep. But Every series last year. I, I, there's something within me that it doesn't feel like we're going to win the championship, but it also doesn't feel like this series is the end. I don't think it's the end either. And I don't know why, because... Can I have whatever you're smoking? Right, yeah, I know. Yeah, James, hand it over. Um <laughs> Um, I'm going to see if Brady answers a call right now just to see if um, he wants to talk about it. I know. Um, We'll see if he does. I doubt he's going to answer, but we'll see. But it just doesn't feel like this could be the end for the Bulls. So, Mr. Pat. Hey, Brady, you're on the air of the Washed Up Podcast. Hey, Brady. <laughs> oh, hey, fellas. How are we? We are great. We just got to, uh, we just went through all of the playoff <laughs> matchups. Jesus, Brez, relax. We just got through all the playoff matchups, and now we got to our Bulls versus Bucks, and we brought you on for the last. Patrick Williams is the most useless fucking player <laughs> I've ever seen step foot on a basketball court in my entire life. And I'm projecting right now because it wasn't all his fault. How did DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, and Zach Levine shoot 11 for 164 for the field in the biggest game of the fucking year? And I'm a little under the weather. I may be still a little bit hungover. And I'm really, really mad about it. So this isn't the time that we should talk about it. But if you're calling me, you need my response. Patrick Williams sucks. The whole team sucks. We're still winning in six, and I need you all to instill confidence into the into the fans and into this team. <laughs> you got it. Thanks for calling in. Get well soon. All right. All right, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bulls in six. So I love it. We suck, but we're still gonna win in six. Uh, he had we he had one minute of energy to expel, and he just did it. He's gonna sleep for a day. And I, a half, I could yeah. tell like how he just started talking faster. I'm like, yeah, he's not gonna be on this call very long. No, not at all. Um, so here's, I usually like going by my gut, except when I bet on my teams, you know, like when the Sox are playing, I'm like, Ooh, we'll probably lose this game. I'll still bet on them. And then we'll lose. And I'll be like, Oh, you idiot. I'm listening to my gut right now. And somehow I think we find a way out of this series. I think we do too. I agree with you. And I, if we do, it's somebody like Io DeSumo or... 
unsung heroes. Maybe Patrick Williams putting together a string of absolutely ridiculous games. Yeah. But one thing I did want to ask, so we've talked about it before, Brez, you brought it up, is this shooter's knee for Zach Levine. And it is extremely, extremely noticeable now that that's all I'm watching every time he touches the ball. Yeah. What is it? So it's basically like a form of tendonitis from what I've read. Mm -hmm. And the impact of like jumping up and down Mm -hmm. is really painful. Um, So big jumps like, or any sort of jump, the impact is what's bothering him. Oh. And the other thing is it affects like your ability for verticality. Yeah. And Zach is a true jump shooter. The reason he has been like a statistically high performing three point shooter throughout his career is because he's got the bounce that he can shoot over anybody with it. Right. And if he's not getting even an inch or two on that average jump shot, right. It's going to come up short, which is where all of his, jump shots have fallen. And you've noticed he's overcompensating because he knows that. So the first couple, he is just missing long, short, and to the side because he's changing his form to try and cope with this thing that's bothering him so much. Yeah, and it sucks that it happened this year. It really does because you saw how frustrated he was at the end of last year to not make the playoffs again. Yeah. I mean, if it happened last year, it's a wash. Yeah. Then again, he's probably not even looking at a max contract unless we get out of this series. Right. And that's the reason why it sucks so much now is because it's like, is this going to be a chronic problem? Like, is it something that is going to have long-term effects? Like, you don't know. Yeah. But the market dictates that you have to give him that contract unless you're willing to move on from him. Yeah. All right, so that was the shooter's knee. But to go back on what you said about it has to be an Io or a Pat Williams. Or like a Caruso even, too. Yeah. I completely disagree. DeMar missed almost every mid-range shot. That's not going to happen again. And we lost. We we took the lead with Zach making a three every once in a blue moon and DeMar occasionally getting a layup or fouled. It has to be DeMar. It's been DeMar the entire year. It can't be anybody else but him. This is where his playoff record haunts me. Exactly. But it has to be him. There's nobody else it could be. Io, as much as we want him to be great right now, it's going to take another half a season, a season and a half. DeMar has to put up 30. No, you're right. And what I was trying to say is, Oh, if that's happening, shot. the big shot. Yeah. yeah. If that's happening, that means the defense is automatically focusing on him. Mm-hmm. That's when a cut to the basket right. by Patrick Williams yes. or an open three from Io okay. really yeah. takes the game. Right. And like it happens a couple of times. Right. Um, because then then you have to play tomorrow one on one. You have to respect Pat Williams or you have to respect Io or Kobe yeah. or whoever it is that is hitting those key shots at very key times while the defense knows the ball's going to DeMar. Right. And we exploit the defense for doing that. One of the things that bugged me was when we were down five with like, granted that Giannis foul was, 
<laughs> he was literally climbing up his back like it was a fucking jungle gym. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what else can the man do? And it was somehow a foul on him. Yeah. Outrageous. But the one thing I did not understand was when we were down by five with less than a minute left and we were taking the ball out of bounds, why is Kobe White not on the floor? It, uh, I, I can't answer that. Right. I mean, you chances are you hope – for, to cut it to two, you foul, you hope for a miss, and now it's a one-possession game. The hope for a miss is you, you hate to be in that spot because you're hoping that the clutch gene is not there, and they've right. proven it's there. They're the right. defending champs. Right, like, exactly. So the fact that we think that DeMar's mid-range is going to win us a game when we're down five with less than a minute left is worrisome. It's mathematically impossible. <laughs> it's, it's mathematically impossible to get... Two, then two, then two, as they're also making two free throws. Exactly. That's so why it's impossible. You can't, you can't bring up any, you can't close any ground down by doing that. You need to chuck up threes. And I I hate the saying chuck up threes, but they're all fucking athletes. And mm-hmm. this is what they're paid to do. Right. Put the ball in the Specifically fucking Specifically Kobe. Right. Exactly. Like that that's his bread and butter. He's been that guy for us throughout the year. And also if Vooch, Zach, and Damar are in, that ball can go to one of three of them, no problem. But mm. somebody's gonna sneaky sneak sneak, which sneaky, is sneaky. The, which the tar heel fella. Yeah. And he played outrageous for four minutes too. Yeah. Him and Vooch played outrageous for a combined like four to five minutes in the third. That's what and got then, us in the game. Yeah. And it's like, the spark we needed. If we could play that way for three quarters rather than a quarter of a quarter, I know it's a lot of ifs, but like I was saying, I don't feel like this is the end. I don't Even I agree with game, you hundred percent. If this game goes to six, the Bulls are gonna have a lot of respect. For sure. And for sure. That we didn't quit. Yeah. Because, I mean, now everyone's expecting the Bulls to just roll over and be like, well, they proved this at the end of the year last year. Again, like, I think our most important player, though he's not our best, but as the literal quarterback to both the offense and the defense, the most important player is Lonzo Ball, and we don't have him. Right. Because then you have the quarterback for the second line, which is Caruso. Mm -hmm. And when you play a guard-heavy team like the Suns, you start both of them. Mm-hmm. Like the Bulls, when they were healthy, we talked about how deep they were. Right. They had a legitimate line in, line out, like hockey change. Right. Yeah. And they could kill you with that. Yeah. In the fact that it just hasn't materialized because Alonzo's knee fucking sucks. Yeah. Because now we have to make long term binding decisions. Is this going to work? We got Lonzo for four more years. Yeah, it's going to work. Are we going to get Zach for four more years? Or is it going to be as like the Lonzo, DeMar, and question mark show? We don't know who that question mark could be. Yeah. No, and 100%. DeAndre. As, <laughs> well, if it's that. That's not going to work. Yeah. No, if it's that, I'm putting, I'm telling my parents to take a mortgage out of the house and put it on the Bulls. <laughs> Game one. Um, so here, here is what I think is most important. Granted, Lonzo is out. When we have to take the ball out after the Bucks score, 
we have three people who go to take the ball out and we don't have one guy where it's understood that he's going to bring the ball up. Yeah. And so it becomes one-on-one until things go bad. When we had Lonzo, it was, all right, let him bring it up. And then DeMar can come and get the ball at the top of the key without establishing a dribble. Movement. Yes. Exactly. So I don't know if I feel comfortable with Caruso or Io bringing the ball up in these kind of situations against the defending champions. Yeah. Drew 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 Holiday Holiday meeting you at the inbound line. He's ridiculous. Yeah. The fact that he hasn't won a defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart got one, like, is borderline offensive. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I agree. Um, I do think if the Bulls win, it has to be in six. If it goes to seven, it's the Bucks series, no doubt. Um, I, I still think we're going to win in six. I That's the only way we can win. It has to be six games. Put it on my tombstone. Bulls in six. All right. Rock on. That's how we're going out is <laughs> Bulls in six. Everybody have a phenomenal All right. Bulls in six, baby. I'm in. Yeah, you're in. Yeah, you are. All right, y'all. Go Bulls. Everybody go wish Brady that he has a speedy recovery and then tell him that he's handsome. He is very handsome. This has been season six, episode 15. This is the finale, baby. Mm. Music by Pat Mallers and Charlie Foreman. Feels so good. Peace, love, and happiness. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing along with the set of light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shawty trying to come through to kick it like Kung Fu. On the block cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody loves. Everybody want to be like me. I cha-cha real smooth. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I break rules and race roofs. Sit break goose with great juice. I make moves and I make the music. Ain't, ain't loose, homie. Fall back like I don't. To the wrong tie, can't sink, it's all dry. Land, one day you gotta learn to fly. Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot. Shorty thick like a car bomb, oh lord, won't quit till it's all mine on God. I've been steady trying to get in my way. That's the only way that I get down. Ever since I focused on my mindset, ain't saying nothing to me now. Fall back like I don't. Okay, I gotta go right. Got it, good, good, get it.